Praise the Lord. This is Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, we thank and praise God for this uh, uh, gray Monday, but we uh, count ourselves to be blessed uh, in the presence of the Lord. And so we want to thank and praise God for each and every one of you that are listening to the broadcast today. Uh, we want to say uh, God bless you to all of the people of God today. And uh, we thank God for each and every one of you uh, joining us. And so what we want to do today, we want to uh, go ahead and acknowledge all of the people of God as well as our leaders. We want to give honor to um, the Lord who's ahead of our life and we want to give honor to our honorable pastor, uh, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Janice Newson, and to our First Lady, uh, Lady Murchison, and to all the people of God today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Christian struggle and uh, we're going to be going into the word of the Lord after we have prayer and then we're going to uh, answer any questions or uh, any comments that um, the people of God may have and so at this time we want to go before stone in a brief word of prayer uh, eternal God our Savior in the precious name of Jesus Lord God we thank you once again oh God for our gathering together we thank you, Lord God, for, oh God, your goodness and mercy toward us. We want to thank you, Lord, for, oh God, blessing, oh God, each and every one of us one more time. And Father, we praise your name today in the blessed name of Jesus. Oh God, we ask you, oh God, to honor our repentance. Ask, oh God, you forgive us of our sins and transgressions as we forgive others that have transgressed against us. And oh God, help us in the midst of our struggles as we give them over to you. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. Look on our loved ones, those that are not saved. We're praying, God, you would touch in a special way in the name of Jesus, oh God, we pray. And oh God, save to the utmost, oh God. We put it in your hands, Lord God, in the blessed name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you for a great deliverance. In the name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. Thank God, amen. And amen. Praise God. Amen. And so we want to um, go ahead and uh, get our sidebar. As you know, uh, we're still, amen, uh, battling, amen, uh, in the spirit, amen, uh, concerning, amen, the different, amen, attacks that are coming up on the people of God. And the biggest attack that the enemy is bringing is deception. And so we want to say to the people of God, in your struggles, amen, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Amen. And so we want to, amen, go into our Bible study today as we talk about uh, the Christian struggle. And the first thing we want to talk about today is uh, all of these different items. There's a list of items that I want to talk about. Uh, we're not going to get them all, but I just want to put these in your uh, ear so you can hear some of the things that uh, people are challenged with. Okay, Christians, believers, uh, and even those that are not saved, they're challenged with some of these things. But mainly I'm talking about the believer today. All right. And so if you're not a believer, this also can apply to you. But I'm mainly uh, talking about the believer who's in this walk, in this way, in this life that we call a man Christianity. And so we're going to talk about it today uh, from a man, the Bible passage, a man, which is found in uh, Romans uh, chapter 7 and we're going to start at um, about uh, 
the 14th verse because we started up in the earlier part of the seventh chapter last week. And so we're down in the mid part of uh, the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse number 14. But listen at some of the things that people are struggling with, are challenged with. People are challenged with you being judgmental of them. Do you know it's more Christians and believers out there that are more concerned about what people say and think and what others' opinions are about them? Now, I don't want you to answer this, but uh, this may not be your struggle. But I want to let you know it falls in one of the top 20 of the list of those struggles that believers battle with. Okay? The second one I want to talk about is people um, ask you to pray for them, you know, uh, so they can keep things to themselves. This is another thing they struggle with. People just say, pray for me. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pray for you, but you need to let me know what's going on so I can pray with an intelligent request and petition that it may be more uh, uh, directed toward the need that you may have. Because overall, generally, we all should pray for one another. But if you're struggling with hate, envy, or strife, we need to be praying specifically for that, that God will grant you deliverance, praise God. And so some people just say, pray for me, you know, because they want to keep it to themselves. And uh, we sometimes struggle with praying for others when they don't agree with us because uh, that's the only way or one of the ways that we can show love to an individual by praying for them in spite of their faults and flaws. And that way, people don't feel like you're judging them. All right? Another thing, whether you believe it or not, is in the top three. Believers in today's, I'm talking, I'm talking about the 21st century. People struggle with inviting people to church. And I was surprised when I researched this because... Um, this is this is some of the things that people deal with. They struggle with people inviting them to church because it can be nerve wracking. Hmm? Uh, they can love their church or community that they go to. And they may risk rejection. Hmm? And when people feel rejected, that's not fun. Hmm? You know, people feel rejected. That's not a lot of fun. So people struggle with rejection. Praise God. And look at this. Uh, people um, are doubtful uh, of your own beliefs. Some people are skeptical. Hmm? Because they say uh, they don't believe what the Bible say. Because some people don't understand the Bible. And because they don't understand the Bible, they struggle with believing what the Bible says through you as a testimony or as a, as a uh, ambassador for Christ. So people reject you because they are doubtful in their own belief about uh, the true and one true and living God. Hmm? Here's another thing. Uh, people don't want to be portrayed as crazy. So people struggle with that in terms of sharing their faith with others. 
Some people shy away from telling people about, I believe Jesus. I'm a, I'm one of the noisy crew. I'm one of the, the you know, you know, I, I hate to use the word fanatic, but that's what they call us fanatics because we believe uh, Jesus is the son of God. Praise God. And so people, you know, they'll reject you. Hmm? They feel like these people are crazy. You know, I don't believe in it. This speaking in tongue stuff is of the devil. These are people that shy away from. They struggle with these things inwardly because they don't want, you know, to feel rejected. All right. Here's the other thing. Uh, people uh, struggle with talking to other people about their love for Jesus. Now, I, I, I know <laughs> I was surprised this one being on the list, too. People struggle with uh, people talking about their love for Jesus. Some people actually get mad because you say you love Jesus. And you know if somebody getting mad with you because you love the Lord, you know that ain't nothing but the devil. Praise the Lord. And so ain't no sense in you getting mad because I love God and you don't love God. Praise God. Now, you may not understand the God that I serve, but don't despise me because I'm in love with God. Praise God. Because I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? Praise the Lord. So something's got to be wrong with the individual that's mad with you because you love God. Think about it. <laughs> Let me move on. But anyway, here's another thing. And then we're going to talk about it today. I, I'm not going to get through the whole list, but I just want to get through some of the hot ones. It's, it's, over, it's about 20 in the list, but I'm just hitting the hot button ones. All right. People are sick and tired. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this. I'm just telling you what I research. People are sick and tired of people using the Bible for their own benefit. Don't you know there's people out there using the Bible, using the scripture for their own benefit and for their own. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Let me move on uh, for their own covetousness or whatever you want to call it. But people are actually out there using the Bible for these reasons. And that's another struggle people have because when you come to them and tell them about Jesus, they're a little nervous. They're a little nervous because they're saying, Ooh, I wonder, you know, I wonder, you know, they got, you know, they got doubt. Look at this. Here's the other thing. Uh, people have personal agendas too. That's why I said that's part of their own benefit. They're tired of people using the Bible for their own benefit. And then here's another one. People brace whenever the, uh, you know, the topic of the Bible comes up. When people go to talk about the Bible and the Bible come up, people, they get nervous. They, you know, they get on edge when you go talking about the Bible because they go, here we go again. They more holier than thou. Well, I didn't say I was holier than thou. You think I am apparently. And so I'm just telling you what the Bible said. Praise God. Look at this. People are, you know. People are in a situation where they're being ridiculed for their belief. They struggle with that. So on their job, sometimes they shy away meeting new people, uh, especially when it comes to being successful in uh, the world that we live in, because we live in a, you know, a very, very strong, diverse social environment. And so we sometimes as believers, and I'm talking about those that are professionals, you know, Nicodemus, you know, he was kind of shy how he approached Jesus. But I want to say this. People kind of shy away from 
you know, when they're in these business meetings and these uh, forums that they're in, they kind of shy away from, you know, uh, talking about their Christianity and what they believe because they feel like that's going to mess up my promotion. Hmm? And so they don't want to be ridiculed for they believe. But you got to remember that you are where you are because of God. And God allowed you to obtain and get to that level that you in. And so if you're talking about going to the next level, you're not going to get there without God. Oh, let me go. All right. So that's one of the things. And the, here's, let me get two more. I'm going to get two more if I can. Uh, you know, uh, some of your friends, and this is to our young people. Some of your friends, some of your peers may think you're funny, you're gay. Because you're holding yourself for marriage. Hmm? These are one of the biggest struggles our young people struggle with. You know, because all these young people are doing it. You know what I'm talking about when I say they're doing it. And so my thing is when you go to your other peers and your peers find out that you're not doing it like they're doing it, they think something wrong with you. You gay? You know what's wrong with you? You know, these are the things that our young people are struggling with. And whether you believe it or not, the old people are struggling with it too, but they're just too embarrassed to say something that they're struggling with their flesh. Praise the Lord. But I want to let you know, these are the things that people are struggling with. And when people find out that you're not having sex, they go to looking at you really awkwardly because you're not out here fornicating like they are. Praise God. And so our young people, don't be deceived. Don't be duped into doing something because somebody else is doing it. Because guess what? You're going to have to bump that baby and you're going to have to change them diapers and, and make this uh, powder formula if you don't breastfeed. And you're going to have to take the baby to the doctor. You're going to have to get up at night, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Whenever the baby gets sick, you got to set up all night till that baby get calmed down. Otherwise, you ain't going to get no sleep. But, you know, people make it seem like it's all pleasure. It's all good. But they don't talk about the aftermath after you lay down and get that baby. You got problems. Praise the Lord. And these are all the things that we struggle with internally, but we don't talk about these things. Now, let me go to the next one. Um, uh, people think you're crazy because you're not having sex like they are. And here's the, here's the final one. Uh, I, got, I, got plenty, I got plenty more, but I'm, I'm going to hit this last one that I want to talk about today. Dating. Oh, praise the Lord. Courtship. You know, in the church. We don't use the word dating. We use chaperone, uh, courtship, you know, uh, fellowship. We use those terms in, in a holy manner. Okay. And so we still believe that, but everybody don't practice that. Now we in a time where people, you know, uh, in the church, uh, think that chaperoning and, um, having, you know, counsel and having uh, a safe environment to come together is awkward. They feel like that's antiquated. I can, I can, I, I ain't going to do nothing. This is, this is, this is the classic thing. Now you're talking from, you're talking from a veteran in this area. Now I'm not, I'm not, you know, claiming to be successful. And, you know, a lot of people say when they first got married, they waited and all this stuff and they were successful in it. I'm telling you to stay away from it. Cause I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, sometimes you just want to tell people, you know, like it is because sometimes people think, uh, you can take these hot coals, put them in your bosom and it ain't going to burn me. Cause I'm super, I'm superman, superwoman. 
put these charcoals on me and light them with lighter fluid and let them get nice and hot and just throw them on in my shirt and they not going to burn me. This is absurd. And so people think that when you're dating, you know, uh, or I like to use the word chaperoning or fellowshipping with other couples, they feel like, oh, y'all can't go. You know, and this, this is, and other churches have duped people too. They, you know, other churches have gotten away from this too. And they'll say to your, a member in your church, oh, y'all can't go out by yourself and eat hamburgers. No, girl, we, we got to go out with somebody. So just to make sure we don't, you know, get ourselves into nothing. Oh, ain't y'all ain't ain't responsible? Y'all know right from wrong, don't you? And then people go to talking to your flesh. <laughs> and you know flesh want to hear this. Praise the Lord. You know flesh want this. Flesh says, yeah, I am. I'm mature. I'm not going to do nothing. I don't need mom and dad. I don't need, I don't need, you know, I don't need anybody standing over my shoulder. I can go out with her or him and I'm fine. So we think. And then one thing leads to another, and then we got a mess on our hands. So don't let people make you feel, you know, uh, how can I say, uh, awkward or, you know, make you feel like you ain't, you know, responsible because you're protecting yourself. I wish I'd have took better counsel. But look, listen to this. It says here, Sometimes when you're single, people struggle with other folk trying to pair them up. This is a big problem in, Christ, in Christendom. This is a big issue. You got everybody in the young people's uh, arena. And I'm saying it. I'm saying it everywhere. This is everywhere. This ain't just uh, our church. This is everywhere. You got somebody trying to pair somebody up with somebody. And I think he'll be better with her and her to be better with him. Don't you think it's better that they make their own choice than you to make it for them? But here's the thing. We have to deal with these struggles. And we try to pair people up to comfort other people. Hmm? And then we do all kinds of stuff. And sometimes we put the guilt trip on other people and throw the scripture at them. Paul never got married. Well, that was his choice. We forget to say what the Bible say. That was his choice. And he said, if you choose to be as I am. Hmm? Now, if you choose to be a eunuch, that's up to you. But I shouldn't be and you shouldn't be made to be a eunuch. <laughs> oh, let me get out of here. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just telling you what the Bible say. And Paul said, if a person cannot contain. Now it's in the book of it's in it's in the seventh chapter, you know, and I think he got it in there. If a person cannot contain, it's better to marry than to burn. So you know your flesh giving you trouble. You need to be trying to get down to the courthouse. If you ain't gonna get on the altar, you need to be getting to the courthouse. That's all I can say to you. That's the only counsel I can give you. Because if you ain't gonna wait on God, and if you're not gonna put your flesh on hold. And you're not going to get to the altar and put a flesh under subjection. Then you need to get down there to the preacher or to the justice of the peace and spend that little money and go and get married. Because ain't no sense in you going to hell over, over um, you know, let me get out of here.
You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, these are the things that Christians struggle with. And so I want to let you know, the struggle is real. And uh, we have the struggle. And my thing is, uh, because we have the struggle, we have to admit that we struggle with these things. Now I'm going to the scripture. Going to Romans chapter 7. Say, For we know that the law is spiritual. But he says, but I am carnal, sold under sin. He says, for that which I do, I allow not. And for what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. Don't you see what I'm saying? When you allow your flesh to make the call, you're going you're gonna to mess up every time. You're going to mess up every time when you say, uh, I can do it. And then the flesh going to say, no, you can't. And it's going to show you that you can't do it because without God, we can do nothing. And so you need the Lord's help. Even with putting your flesh down, you know, uh, we have to do these things. Fast, pray, seek God, uh, stay on the altar. This is one of the things. That, you know, they taught us and it still is valid today. Stay on the altar. I don't, you know, even if you got the Holy Ghost, <laughs> you know, stay on the altar. My thing is, I don't, I've been, you know, my thing is, uh, I've been saved some years now. And I have not abandoned the altar. And I'm telling you, you know, we need the altar prayer. Praise God. And my thing is, stay at the altar. That's a safe place for a believer. And it doesn't mean that you have sinned and done something wrong or did this bad deed because you at the altar. You're asking to be kept by the power of God through faith. That's what you're asking God to do for you when you go to the altar. Because you know just as well as I know, we cannot keep ourselves. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to say it. We can't keep ourselves even if we try. Praise God. And so it's very, very important. That we understand these things. Now I want to say to you today. As I looked at Romans here. He said if then. I'm in verse number 16. Romans 7 and 16. If then I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that is good. Hmm? If I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that is good. Now then it is no more I that do it. But sin that dwelleth in me. And sometimes we don't want to see our own sins. I'm talking to myself today and I don't know who else I'm talking to. Sometimes we don't want to see our own sins. Where there is no law, there is no sin. For people cannot know their actions are sinful unless the law forbid those actions. And this is why in Corinthians chapter 7 says for it's not good. For a man to touch a woman. Hmm? If God didn't say don't do it. You would do it. Praise God. And so it's very very important. God law make people realize. That they're sinners. Hmm? And. Uh, they're doomed to die. Yet. <laughs> you know. You know. The law offered no help. Because in what the law could not do. 
and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin and to condemn sin in the flesh. Hmm? That's what the Bible says in Romans 8. I'm going to get it for you. Because sometimes we don't, you know, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who is the us? When we read these scriptures, we have to break them down and find out who is the us. The believer that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so you can't walk in the flesh and after God at the same time, you are lying. Praise God. You can say hallelujah all you want to and sleeping with, oh Lord, hallelujah. Let me get off my soapbox. You can say hallelujah and spread your hands all you want her and you getting in the bed with that girl, you know you ain't right. I'm just going to say it. You need to, oh Lord, you need to just stop doing it and get it done the right way. So you won't offend God with your flesh. Because when we don't obey his commandments, his commandments is not grievous, but when we don't obey his commandments, we transgress law. Praise God. And what God said, don't do, don't do it. And he says, now then it's no more I that do it. Verse number 17, 7 and 17 of Romans. But sin that dwelleth in me. So you can't say it ain't no sin for me to go out with her and talk with her. When you know all the time, you don't just want to talk to her or she don't just want to talk to him. So let's just cut through the chase and get down to it. Why do you want to be alone in the first place? You know why you want to be alone. You don't want nobody there because you don't want nobody to see what's going on. Praise God. And so that means it's no more you that's doing it, but the sin that's in you that's doing it. And anytime you allow uh, yourself to get in a position where you lose control, praise God, then God no longer has the control over your life. And God being the Lord over your life, we must submit to the law of God and tell our flesh no. Praise God. He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh. He says, Romans 8 and 18. He says, for I know that in me, that is my, in my flesh, dwell it no good thing. Hmm? Your flesh ain't no gooder than my flesh. Hmm? I'm telling you plainly, you can't do it. You saying you can, and I'm telling you, you can't through experience and you still telling me you can and I'm telling you you can and you're going to find out <laughs> oh Lord you're going to find out the hard way that you still can like I said and so what I'm saying is if you take counsel you can avoid disaster look at this he says here dwelleth in me no good thing for to will is present with me I want to do right. I know what's right. I, I really, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, I'm really trying not to do this. Hmm? 
but the will is present. Hmm? You want to do it. You want to do the right thing. But when the time comes to do the right thing, but how to perform that which is good, you can't find it. I, I, I thought, yeah, then we come up with the excuse when we're in the pastor's office or when we before the church, you know, I, 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 I thought, you know, I thought I was strong enough. Hmm? But the Bible said when a man think he's something when he's nothing. He deceived himself. And when we think we strong enough and we think we Mr. and Mrs. Big Stuff and we can handle it, we're going to find out we need the Lord to handle it. Look at this now. I'm getting ready to get out of here. I hope I said something to encourage you today. And I want to thank God for my listening audience. Thank God for you. Uh, let me say this as I get ready to go to a close. He says, now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me. Verse number 21, 7 and 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. The Christian struggle is evil is present every time there's opportunity to do good. But we find ourselves as believers when it's opportunity to do good, the Bible says, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those that are of the household of faith. We have opportunity to do good to each other and for one another. But you know what I'm finding out? The truth is we're not finding ourselves doing what we know we ought to be doing. Praise the Lord. And too many times, hmm, we did not cut the smell test. Hmm? We didn't cut the mustard. That's old Southern expression. They did not cut the mustard because they found a law that when they would do good, evil was present with them. But Apostle Paul says, for I delight in the law of God. We have to learn as believers, no matter how much God's law don't feel good to us and our flesh, and to our own selfish will and wants hmm? that we should delight in the law of God after the inward man, because we know these things are not going to hurt the inward man. Hmm? Putting your flesh on time out. That's not going to hurt the inward man, but you know what? It hurts us. The one that's working against us. Hmm? Our evil desires. Praise the Lord. And so that's what we need to put down, put to the side and give that weakness to God so you can be strengthened in the inner man. Now, I'm going to say this as I get ready to get out of here. He says, I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members. Warn, I'm sorry, warring against the law of my mind. Don't you know the struggle? is in your mind before your flesh even go there your mind has to tell it and so the battle of the christian struggle the biggest battle i i list a lot of them today that we talked about but all of those take place in the mind and we need to condition our minds so that we can 
have victory in this Christian struggle. Because the Bible says, thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory. Hmm? We know we have struggle, but thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you don't have the Lord Jesus in your life, you will not have victory over sin. You may do good for a little while. You may obey and act right for a little, for a small length of time. But sooner or later, the devil going to trip you up. And that's why we have to make sure that we have the Holy Ghost that comes from God. Don't let nobody tell you to speak in another tongue. Make sure that God has confirmed his word in your life. Make sure that you bear witness that you are a son of God. Praise God. And then you will have the full assurance, faith, and confidence that God is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Praise God. But we need to make sure that our anchor holds and grips that solid rock. That rock is Jesus. I hope I said something to encourage you, my friend. I got to get to verse number uh, uh, 24 and 25. All right. And let me go on here. He said, but I see another law in my members warned against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. Hmm? Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me? We're talking about Christian struggle. Who going to deliver you? This is what Paul said. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Mm. Glory. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. Keep your mind on Jesus. Hmm? In your struggle, keep your mind on Jesus. And this is what the Lord has given me for this hour, to share with the people of God a word of encouragement as well as a word of warning and encouragement to myself. Hmm? Keep your mind on Jesus in the struggle. Praise God. I hope I said something. We love you. We want to say God bless you to all the people of God. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, we want to have you come right back here on uh, this particular Wednesday at 1 p.m. We'll be on YouTube and Facebook on the video broadcast. And so we want you to come right back here and join us. Praise God. We want you to come on. Uh, join us uh, in the broadcast so that uh, you can get a word from the Lord, that you can be strengthened, that your faith can be increased through the word of Lord. Romans uh, 10 and 17. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We want to let you know that we love you. Keep sowing uh, into our ministry, into uh, the Faith in God Internet TV, dollar sign, Fidget. It's going to be dollar sign, F-I-G-I-T-V. And you can uh, sew into it via Cash App uh, on your Android or iOS device. 
but we're not mostly concerned about that. The main thing we're concerned about is that you getting the word and that you get the victory. Praise God. That's what we want you to have. But if you desire to help us uh, continue on with uh, the broadcast ministry, we ask that you would do all you can to share this word with other peers and those that uh, love the word of the Lord. And so with no further ado, God bless you. Uh, Missionary Newsom, Sister Judith, uh, and to all of you that support the Faith in God Internet TV. We just want to say God bless to God bless you to all of you. And we thank God for you. And we thank God for you choosing this channel. Until next time, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you. In Jesus' name.